You're listening to Backstage Pass with Alford Media. Your behind-the-scenes look inside event tech and what it takes to turn visions into reality. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Backstage Pass by Alford Media. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. So what makes or breaks an event nowadays... I feel like we can really see it changing in real time. So whether it's a trade show or it's a concert or anything in between, the end user is really craving something more personalized and more interactive. And the burden for creating those experiences is falling back on the AV integrators and designers, which is opening a door for creative solutions with new and old technology. So what does the future and the now hold for event technologies? Today, we're giving you a deep look at which technologies you should be keeping your eye on as integrators and designers, and how to overall elevate that event experience. I'd like to welcome Ben McKinney, Audio Services Manager, and Allison McMahon, Marketing and Communications Manager at Alford Media. Ben, Ali, welcome to Backstage Pass. How are you both doing? Doing good. Thank you for having us. Doing great. It's great to have you both on. I'm really looking forward to breaking this down. Allie, you know, we we chat every time you come into the studio, but this is your first time behind the mic actually on the podcast. So it's a a big step forward. Yeah. (laughs) Can't can't blow it. Long time listener. First time caller. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. You're our biggest fan and now we're, we're getting you behind the mic. So Before we dig into the specific technologies, I want to set the stage a little bit, I guess pun intended there, and have an open discussion on what end users are looking for in their events and their event technologies. Uh, So if you had to sum up what the event goer really wants out of their event experiences today, what would it be and why? What I'm really hearing a lot, um, especially from our clients, is they're looking for Uh, More ways to engage attendees. Participant experience is a big buzzword, as well as immersive events. You know, really transporting people to another place when they attend the event so that they're more likely to share the event, tell their friends about it, want to come back next year. You know, those are really the big trends that I'm seeing. Yeah, people are tired of sitting in front of a PowerPoint for 90 minutes. Yeah. They, They want more. Is that something that they're consciously asking for, or is it something that you're seeing reflected more in how they interact with the experiences, right? Like, if it is just 90 minutes of slides, the engagement is down to zero, or is it that you're actually getting end users coming to you and and almost asking or craving something different? I don't know that I've had any end users come to it. I I think the... um the producers of events are actually uh, listening to their their attendees. Their attendees are telling them you know, through uh, post-show reviews and things like that, that, you know, we want we want right. more. We want it to be more interactive, more engaging, more, less sit there and right. stare. Right, I was really yeah. bored We were lectured two yeah. in school. Right. We got that. Let's, <laughs> let's move on to something let's more something exciting. That, right, yeah. you'd hope you enter your adult age and something changes about the way you get presented materials, right? right? right. <laughs> well, I, th- I think, too, when you look at the entertainment industry, a lot of that flows into corporate events. So when people are used to seeing the big award shows and what they're doing, and as that gets bigger, more visually stunning, I think you have to see that. Like attendees are going to expect that whenever they go to events as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, Allie, you being in marketing, I know you're obviously on the ground floor of a lot of these industry events. So you get to communicate with and network with industry professionals to understand 
what solutions they're really looking for and what solutions they're needing. Are they feeling that same pressure to go interactive from people within the industry, like as much as they're feeling that pressure from the end users? Is it like a, an inter-industry push to go towards engagement and towards interactive technologies? Really, it's just that's what we've been hearing from our clients is how can we increase attendee engagement? How can we make it the experience more personal for them? Um, I think when looking at events, like Ben said, people don't just want to stare at a PowerPoint for the entire time that they're there is to make it playful and fun. Um, a few years ago, gamification was a really big um, trend within the events industry. And I think that's just gravitated towards participant experience and these tangible technologies or second screen applications. Um, that just seems to be where the trend is going is how can you get people to engage with the content at the event? Um, and we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of different options for how to do that. Are people within the industry, other AV professionals, uh, you know, excited about this push? Are they embracing it? Is it being met with resistance or at least, uh, you know, maybe stress and as it gets rolled out, what, what's been the kind of inter-industry consensus? You better be excited for it. Yeah. <laughs> because because it, it's, it's coming. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. And so you can either figure it out now or you can figure it out after everybody else already has. Yeah. Those are really your options. Blunt, bold. I love it. And I'm seeing a lot of creative solutions coming out because it's really, it's such an open field at this point. I mean, we've been able to develop some things in-house uh, to focus towards that, like SlideMark to save, uh, to bookmark slides of presentations. So it's not just staring at that. You can make notes. You can save just the slides you want so you're not getting a whole deck afterwards. And I would even say Catchbox, like that's a simple technology, but it makes Q&A sessions a lot more fun. Yeah, it, it really does. It, it it also forces you to pay attention because there is something flying around the room that may or yeah. may not hit you. Uh, it's soft, so it's not going to hurt, but it does make you think and be aware and you're more more into what's going on. I mean, I, I love Catchbox. When I was at Infocom, it was my first time actually seeing it in action. I went to some little session and it was meant to be audience engagement, meant to have discussion. And so first thing they did was pull out the big foam box. And I was like, what, what is this thing? And so they were throwing it around. And, and I mean, it's amazing what one piece of like microphone amplified foam can do to an entire room. It gets everyone engaged. Suddenly you're like, oh, what is this thing flying around? Wait, I want to catch it. I want to talk into it. Um, and it's, it's pretty incredible how something so simple can really add that layer of engagement um, that you wouldn't get from just being lectured to. So how is this interactive desire from the end users affecting the content itself? Uh, you know, are clients approaching these integrations with companies like yourself differently to get a more creative solution? You know, are they, um, is, you know, when you sit down to the table for the pre-production, is that changing? Is, are the conversations different, more creative? One of the things we're seeing is we're seeing less PowerPoint and Keynote. We're seeing much more advanced um, presentations created with media servers. Uh, so we're seeing a, a level of, for lack of a better word, a slide on screen that is much more than a PowerPoint slide. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're nearly videos at times with motion and, and graphics moving in and out and backgrounds are moving. And so there's a lot more involved in the content creation and the thought of how you're gonna build this um, slide to show everybody. Would you say that there's more collaboration up front than there used to be? Like both with 
the oh, producers yeah. with us, even with outside vendors. There's certainly, because people used to just literally show up with a PowerPoint and go, there's my PowerPoint. Right. And we just throw it on the screen. Yeah. And now a lot of this content is being created for the presenters where they're handing in notes or an old PowerPoint and it's being translated into uh, much higher end sophisticated content yeah. display. I would agree with that. Now, see, that's really cool because I think to a degree it really allows the um, the AV professionals from all sides, right, the producers, the integrators, the designers to be more hands-on and more creative with the process immediately um, instead of just being, you know, the facilitators of your USB drive and just plugging it into the computer and being like, all right, here's your clicker. Um, do you think that's having a general positive effect on the professionals in the industry? Is it changing maybe how people are approaching uh, each client project and maybe their excitement around those projects? Well, you're certainly seeing... Um presentations are themed around projects nice so versus having you know five different presenters show up with five different powerpoints that don't resemble anything in any other any capacity they're showing up and all of the presenters information is themed around the event so that's all being tied into the scenic it's being tied into the decor around the rest of the building it's being tied into the printed materials they have in their hand it all is consistent and all one is this desire from the participant for high-level engagement driving business yet in the industry? Uh, in that, you know, if you're not providing solutions for it in today's market, you can actually feel the hurt a bit. I th well, I think what Ben said earlier that it's it's coming and you need to get on board right. now um, because I right. I really only see it going more and more in that direction. Um, again, there there's so many different ways to approach it. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the most expensive solution. I mean, we were talking about Catchbox. There's, of course, second screen applications. Um, there's the tangible technology that you can ac actually touch and interact with. And then there's the visual um, interaction using kinetic sensors to be able to um, interact with video on a screen. Um, so I think th there's really so many different ways to approach this. Um, I don't know if there's a hurt right now, but I... I I think that's the direction that the industry is going. I, I, I wouldn't say that there's a hurt yet. Uh, there's still plenty of shows where it's just PowerPoint. And really, most breakout rooms are just PowerPoint on slides. They're not uh, advanced and, and technical. Um, so there's still an opportunity to do that. But So it's not like driving a considerable chunk of the market just yet, but the trajectory is there that if you're not hopping on board now, I, I you could fall say, behind? I would say it's a considerable chunk. chunk but yeah. yeah I, there's there's <laughs> that, still work out there. That scientific term. <laughs> yeah. There, there's still work out there that doesn't necessarily require it. Not every show right. uh, has the budget to do that because it, it does cost more than just bringing a PowerPoint and putting it on two screens that yeah. are flanking the stage. So I think it depends on the event and who the audience is, but um, I mean, I think with the ability to live stream events and, um, you know, you really have to wow attendees, I think, nowadays to get them to get up and come to certain events. I mean, I don't know if it's different depending on if it's a sales meeting or especially, I think, for user conferences, there's a little extra wow factor well, that needs to be there. Yeah, people are paying a lot of money. They're paying registration fees for the conferences. They're paying for hotels. They're paying for flights. They're missing work. You better make it worth their while or why are they going to come?
So, Ali, I know you recently put on an Alford Innovation experience called Art of the Possible, mm-hmm. um, where you really took this interactive trend and put it to work by showcasing the technologies that are leading the way uh, in AV integration. It wasn't just around these experience engagement technologies, but I think those were the ones that turned out to drive the most engagement at the show, surprisingly, right? Uh, So which technologies there really captured the audience's attention and why? Um, A couple that I can speak to, uh, I think the Puffer Touch 2, um, which is an interactive um, projector that's a sphere where you can interact with content on the globe. But we really took it a step further to get an external display because we work generally in big general session. shows. So basically the idea would be to have a presenter on stage, interact with the globe. It's kind of like a cooler computer and then have the content display on the large screen. Um, Another uh, element within the innovation experience that people tend to gravitate towards and were kind of walked out a little I wouldn't say overwhelmed, but like awestruck was this LED immersive space that we created. So we did um, almost, it was four walls of LED, um, I think 10 feet tall uh, with kinetic lighting above. And uh, the idea for the whole event was to incorporate art and technology. So we had like great works of art with some motion on the LED, on the LED walls, the kinetic lighting moving up above, and the attendees could just press a button to change the scenery. So change. So we were in um, the Mona Lisa and you had classical music and then you had the lights that moved to the beat of the sound. And nice. then, of course, we did the scream. We had some fun with that one. Ah. <laughs> um, but I think those two were uh, two pieces of interactive technology that people really liked. But one of the big things that really wowed people, or at least I heard a lot of people talking about after, was the 3D sound and um, uh, real-time tracking. Now, see, that's interesting. What kind of an impact is audio having in pushing this engagement need forward for the industry? Well, in the shows that have done more advanced video things in the past, uh, your attendees have seen a lot of it. Yeah. And we can keep expanding on some of it, but what we haven't shown attendees is truly this immersive audio. And it's a different way to kind of blow their mind. It's, It's like literally bringing the full IMAX theaters into... Um, into your presentation space. Um, but in addition to what an IMAX is capable of, we can have uh, many more source points that an IMAX can. And we also have the ability to track things around the room in real time. So we can put somebody on a, on a microphone and have them walk around the room. And the sound coming out of the speakers is always at the same location as the person walking around the room in real time. So you can always locate your presenter. Um, it creates a, a different way of thinking. We kind of have to design a little differently to really reap the benefits of it, but it has a lot of potential to really blow minds of attendees and allow us to do things that we've never done before. What are some examples of either projects that you've rolled out or you've seen other people in the space roll out with some of these visual and audio technologies um, that are really encapsulating this participant engagement and really giving them something where they get to be a deeper part of the experience? With the audio tracking, we're we're actually seeing more of it in um, 
touring rock and roll. Uh, there's a few companies out there doing different things where they're placing the band as they stand on the stage more in a space versus just coming out of a left right. They're actually more, you'll hear it coming from where they are. If you look where they are, the sound will come from there. Um, they're also doing some tracking with the lead singers as they move around. You'll hear them moving in, in the, uh, in the space. Um, lighting is also falling. We see some stuff with some, uh, live active shows, um, that you may go see with your kids. And there's some things that are being, uh, the actors in those shows are being tracked in real time, um, with lighting. And we could see some of that kind of start to migrate into a corporate space, um, because as we mentioned earlier, you know, we've seen kind of the production value of concerts and things like that increase in the corporate space has kind of followed in suit. And so we kind of see that same thing happening just on a one-off show versus a six-month tour. And I would say um, on the visual aspect of it, uh, especially for interactive video, that a lot of times, um, especially on the entertainment portion, where you have dancers or performers and you have the video or the effects behind them that are mirroring what they're doing. Um, but I, I kind of see that going back out more to the audience or to give people um, the attendees the ability to experience that rather than it just being on stage. So really, I think it's about bringing the event or the show to the full room rather than just focusing on the stage. The kind of 360 experience, yeah. So how are these new and immersive technologies affecting not only the design, but also the on-site deployment? And is there anything that integrators should take note of as they start adopting these technologies into their portfolio to really maximize the, the literal logistical rollout? Well, there is some, uh, we do have to think differently yeah. in how we're designing the rooms. There's definitely differences in how we have to think about design. Um, how we design the lighting, the audio, and the video going into a room uh, in order to benefit the audience in ways that really showcase the technology and showcase what we're capable of. Because there's no point in putting it in for it to only truly give you know 10 or 20% of your audience the uh, visual and auditory experience. Um, if we're going to spend the money and we're going to do it, let's make sure the entire audience really benefits from it. I would say, too, that it's really important that um, event planners and producers know their goal up front, like what it is that they want to achieve, because there is no you know, off-the-shelf option at this point. So much of it is custom that is per show, per theme, per event, um, and per audience that you really want to partner um, with your event technology partner or... Um, the content producers to make sure that all of that aligns as it needs to, to have, like Ben said, have a successful execution. So I think really what, just kind of sum it up, what we're talking about here is these two different phenomena in AV coming together. We see the push for the participant experience, but then even kind of at a larger level, it's the push for immersive events. And I think both kind of can be defined differently, but when they come together is when you see what what we're talking about is when you see the audience member engaged completely uh, and you see them actively involved in whatever the presentation is or the show is. Um, but beyond that, it, they become integral to the show. They become integral to the event. And I think a lot of times, at least with immersive events, that that main theme, there can be a misconception from the end user that this requires thousands of dollars of investment into the most expensive or the most unique technologies. And we're talking, like you said, IMAX level presentation. 
when often actually the same kind of participant experience in immersive events can be created through small exhibits, small interactions, small technologies, like the Catchbox, right? So are you seeing this smaller side of participant experience and immersive events uh, reflected in some of the solutions that you've provided or that you've worked on? And if so, how? So we we certainly we see the smaller side of this yeah. more often because it is it's affordable. Yeah. Uh, there are simple things that we can do that really don't stretch the budget. Um, like, like catch box for one. Um, but some of the, some of the stuff, if you want to have the coolest and newest technology it's not cheap, right? Um, we can do it. It's just, we got a budget and plan for it. I think too, it's, um, and we tend to do this a lot is looking at the small scale, um, interactive technologies and how can we trans transport that into a large general session space. Um, I think interactive video is one of those that it's not necessarily the most expensive, but it does have that wow factor. Um, and I think it's just about being creative. Again, looking at those smaller scale things and how can you transform that to reach a larger audience? How have y'all approached getting the end user engaged in a way that doesn't feel forced or doesn't feel like um, they have to go out of their way to engage with it, right? So um, maybe how have you integrated the technologies in a way that feels seamless? Um, or how have you approached the rollout so that that engagement and that interactive technology uh, really does feel authentic and it feels um, natural to the end user? I think one of the easiest ones are, or the easiest way to do that are the second screen applications because we're so used to being on our phones and interacting um, with different apps on there. So whether it's a web browser application or an, or an actual app on your phone, it's just ha having that familiar uh, user experience. Um, on the other side of it, I think for these tangible technologies or what they're seeing in the event space that are a little more large scale, it's just, is it recognizable? As I mentioned before, a lot of um, elements outside of the entertainment industry tend to transfer over from corporate events. Um, someone will see something on an award show and say, I want that, or something on America's Got Talent and how can we recreate that here? So it's, attendees have seen it before, so I think it's just that familiarity and it's easier to translate over into corporate events. All right, Ali, Ben, one more question for you both, uh, just to kind of wrap up our conversation. What do you think this engagement push has in store for the AV industry? So give me your biggest challenge and your biggest opportunity for the industry each, right? So the, the positive and the negative, just to kind of wrap it all up and put it into context. So the biggest challenge I would say is we're trying to figure out how to do things that, you know, aren't done every day. And so there's a lot of, there's a trial and error that has to be done, mm -hmm. you know, at our shop and we have to learn things and we have to, so there's a lot that goes into that that makes it really difficult because we, we don't really get a second chance at it. Right. When we go out to do it for the first time, it has to work, it has to be right, and it has to blow everybody's mind, or you end up never doing it again because you failed the first time. So that's the biggest challenge. The biggest opportunity is to be able to say that you did something that nobody else has really done. Mm. You know, you can kind of stake a flag in the ground and like, we're here, we did this. Right. Now you have to come meet us, you know, yeah. rest of the industry. Yeah, that's really the biggest yeah. opportunity. And I think, too, just that the 
options are so wide because this isn't really a defined space yet. It's not just one thing or another. Um, there's a lot of room for outside the box thinking on how you engage with attendees and what is it to create an immersive environment and really transport uh, your audience to another place. So I think to me, that's the most exciting thing. It's the coolest opportunity in events is it's such an open uh, playing field at this point of where it can go. I think he's right that it's we're charting um, new territory. It hasn't been done. We're figuring a lot of things out. But to me, that feeds back into the opportunity. Yeah, right. It's like a blessing and a curse at the same time. Yeah. If you're willing to be the trendsetter and to go out on a limb on some of these new technologies, if you do it right, you have the opportunity to you know, really set the mark for the rest of the industry, which is really cool. All right, Ali, Ben, thank you both so much for joining us on this episode of Backstage Pass, giving us some thoughts on future event technologies, uh, how they could change the industry, and what's so exciting about people embracing them wholeheartedly, because Ben, like you said, you better get excited for them because they're coming, they're not going anywhere, and pretty soon they're going to be the industry standard, I think. So, Ali, Ben, thank you for joining us. All right, thanks. Thanks. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of Backstage Pass by Alford Media. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes or consume some more of our written audio or video content, you can head to alfordmedia.com. You can also find our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And make sure you leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.